The Longbox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Two Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codenamed DJ Christatos. And joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, codenamed Death Probe. At ease, DJ Christatos. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just, I know I sound a little off tonight. I've been yeah. out in the battlefields fighting Cobra like all week long. I fought Cobra. Mm-hmm. I fought the October Guard, oh, I Cobra like Law, uh, Tomax. Strangely enough, no Zaymont. Anyway. Uh, must have been his day off. Must have been yeah. his week off. <laughs> yeah, Zaymont. He was on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> but you fought Tomax twice. Yeah, so. <laughs> twice yeah. just because balance it out. Anyway, I want to welcome all the green shirts that are tuning in for this podcast. Thanks for coming with us to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk about some post-2000 G.I. Joe comics with us as we chronicle our way through the Devil's Do Run. Pat? You'll yes. notice because we are on a visual. I know this is a podcast, but we can see each other as we're recording. Unfortunately, yes. Do you see any G.I. Joe comics laying around? I do not. No. Once where again, where are G.I. Joe comics? Where are? Good question, Pat. They're at Omaha Bound Entertainment. Now, you might be like, what is Omaha Bound Entertainment? What is Omaha Bound Entertainment? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's your best choice for hard binding to special comics in your collection. Like my entire Devils Do Run is currently there getting hard bound. They customize every hardcover Mm. with unique art so you know you're getting a -a one-of-a-kind design when you get stuff from them. They do great quality work. I've had several things bound from them. I can't recommend them enough. OmahaBound.com. Check it out today. They also sell some hard-to-find collections that they have bound themselves and made available. So why would you? OmahaBound.com. And bounding is half the battle. That's right. And if you get your comics bound like I do, you will be like me. Oh, let me, can I guess? Can I guess what it is? Yes. You would be so fancy. I'm so fancy. You already know. Mm, you know it. Ah, I'm learning here. Let Omaha Bound make you fancy today. Back to the show. On this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, DJ Cristalis and I are going to rotate in a special ops guest for the show. For this episode, it is a veteran. He is not a green shirt anymore. Welcome back to the show, Jason Albrecht, codenamed Weasel Skull. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. I know that you uh, originally had another guest mm-hmm. lined up. I am stepping in to substitute. You won't find that guest because, um, yeah, I killed him. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's how bad I wanted to be on this show. Oh, that's a little harsh. <laughs> Someone put a call into Jonathan Schaefer Hames and see if this is true or not. No, so, Jonathan's all right. I just trust him up. He's <laughs> trust. He's in his closet. He'll get free in a little bit, but hopefully, I'll have enough time to finish this show before he realizes what happens and, and comes on and kicks me off the spot. So you're like the crazy legs to his airborne. <laughs> so yeah, especially, the, but you're just filling in for him. the wetsuit to his torpedo. You, know, <laughs> you got, you got it. Awesome. Well, Jason's been on before, so we already know his origin story with G.I. Joe, and we know his three favorite Joes or Cobras. Jason, since you've been on before, Mm -hmm. you're going to get second round. What are your three top 
vehicles. Oh, very nice. Well, <laughs> I think I know. I don't think I know what number one is. I think you know. And, and you say, can mix it up, Joe and Cobra. Okay, I'm going to go number three is the Vamp. I I got to break in. I love Talisa Soto. She looks so good in that. That's Vampirella. My bad. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but you're correct. You're wrong, but you're right. You're wrong, but right. That's my anyway, story of my life. The Vamp was the first vehicle yeah. I ever had, so that's a special place in my heart. Plus, I really like the character of Clutch. The yeah. action figure of Clutch was really cool. I think number two would be the Cobra Jet, the Rattler, Ooh. Uh, based off the A-10. That's a great oh, answer. Oh, that's a great oh, one. And then, of course, Wild Weasel, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> Mad respect. And then number one, of course, is anybody that listens to any of our shows know the Sky Striker. That's the best. Which he now owns one. Yeah. I do. It's on my uh, little stand next to my bed. <laughs> Move for pictures of his kids and his wife. And- <laughs> yeah, they're gone, man. I don't need that. Nice. But, so the last thing I see when I go to bed, the first Aww. thing I see in the morning, the Sky nice. Striker. Good morning, Ace. Good morning, Jason. <laughs> Where are we off to today, Jason? <laughs> All kinds Can of adventures, Ace. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Those are Let's great. Let's kick choices. it up to Mach 10. <laughs> anyway. Excellent choices. Uh, I'm going to turn it back over to DJ Christados now to get our intelligence report on this episode's issue. Well, thank you, Jared. Let's go ahead and get to this mission, and we will be covering G.I. Joe number nine. Publisher was Image. Cover date is August 2002, but its on-sale date was August 14th, 2002. Editor was Scott Wearley. Writer, Josh Blaylock. Penciler, Steve Kurth. Inker, John Larder, Bob Schultz, and Ray Snyder. Colorist is Hi-Fi Coloring Design. Letterer is Dreamer Designs. And the cover art is another Mike Zex. Zex the best. And speaking about the cover, Death Pro, please take us through the cover description. Here's a change of pace. The image eye is transparent. It's line work only, which I think makes it look interesting. Yeah, the cover price is still $2.95. The main action continues the run of Joe Cover God, Mike Zack, 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 Mike, 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 Zack, Zack, Zack. Anyway, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm remixing it. Remix. In case you couldn't tell, we're fond of Mike Zex covers on this show. If Baby was inking these things, it'd be perfect. Oh, but we're yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. It's a worm's eye view of Snake Eyes standing in an elevator, oozy at the ready. But Storm Shadow is braced up in the ceiling and about ready to pounce. Back to you, Pat. Thanks, Jared. So what do you guys think of the cover? We'll start with our guest, Weasel Skull. <laughs> when I was sitting watching television and I got the call, the last minute call that Hey, we need you on this show. Only you can save us. You need to be here. Our show will go down if we don't have you on. Okay, some of that I, I don't think did that it. was some of that was in my head, but basically Jared's like, hey, you want to be on the show? I was like, heck yeah, I want to be on this show. Some of you may have picked up on the hint that I've bought a whole run of this Devil's Dude G.I. Joe t 
just because you got to be ready, son. You got to be ready to step in and play the game. So Jared says, is G.I. Joe issue nine? I have no idea. I haven't been really uh, paying attention to where they are in this thing. So I go and I grab issue nine out of the box. And what do I see? I see this cover, man. And this cover is awesome. You know, if we're going by our score of, is this going up on the wall or not? This is going up on the wall. You've got Storm Shadow. you got Snake Eyes. The poses are awesome. The Uzi looks awesome. They're about ready to throw down the fight. You know what's going to happen inside this comic. Yeah, it does its job in spades. I love it. Very good. Jared. I also was confused about what issue we were on for the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I called you and I said, hey, Jared, we really need, need some help here. And, and I, I said, so I texted Let's you get and Jason. I said, we need to Whoa, get wait. you, Jared, on the show. What would it take to get you, Jared, on the show? And I'm like, we need your help. And I was like, as long as Zach did the cover, I'll do the show. And here we are. Yeah. No, Jason is absolutely right. This is an awesome cover. It's Zach drawing Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes in cool, suspenseful positions. I mean, Storm Shadow holding himself up to the ceiling by the blades of his sword. Oh, yeah. It's like. It's just awesome. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna be like Chris Farley of the old Saturday Let's get that's awesome. <laughs> that's all I, I can say. I can't even plank for two seconds. Oh no kidding. Like, no kidding. You know, that's he's like, all up there by forearms and feet. That's what's got him up there. Yeah. Oh man, that's gotta hurt in the morning. <laughs> man, great, great cover. I'm gonna point out the use of color of the light coming in the Elevator door behind Snake Eyes gives him an illumination effect, which is great because he's such mm-hmm. a dark character. So it's great to outline him like that. Shadow work of Storm Shadow. I mean, we haven't got the scoring yet, but it's a 10. Pat, what do you think? <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree with you guys more than what you have already said. Such a great cover seeing Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Just takes me back to some of the Marvel covers when I see this one. I always picture that one where they're back to back. Yes. Uh, that cover where they're back to back and just some other the other covers where it's, Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but but the back to back one really sticks in my mind when I see these guys. It's like, oh man, you know, it's just my two I guess I'm going to, you know, my two favorite guys. My bros. You yeah. know when you see them on the cover, you're going to get something special. Something's going to happen in here. Yeah. Definitely. And the, you know, Zach art, the coloring as you said too is just makes this issue just pop for me. So, I, I have a feeling where we're going to go with the numbers, but as we do here, we just have to go through. Let's go through it. So how would you guys rate this cover on a scale of 1 to 10 flag points? 1 meaning you didn't like it at all, and 10 meaning it's perfect and you should make a recruiting poster out of it. Weasel Skill? If you were going to select a cover to recruit to this show or to the comic, this would be probably at the top of your list. This says everything that's great about G.I. Joe. Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, that rivalry the action it's just a beautiful cover i guess if there is one minor flaw it's the inks just aren't quite up to perfection snake eyes might be a little over inked but that's a really minor minor flaw for me i'm going to give it nine nine flag points jared that's gross i'm giving it 10 all day long I see what Jason's doing. What he's subtly saying is no Beatty, no 10. You've got to have Zach and Beatty to get that. Yeah, right. that's pretty much what it is. It's Mr. <laughs> Beatty. That's all. I could definitely agree with that. I think if, if Beatty inked it, it'd be an easy 11, which doesn't exist. But no, this is a 10 cover to me. I think it's just wonderful. Yo, Joe! Pat? I'm throwing in my 10 as well with Yo, 
you know, this is Zek. Zek, 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 Mike, 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 Zek, Mike, Mike, Zek. Zek, Zek. They just all love you like I do, Pink. (laughs) 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 This would be on my wall of iconic covers, you know, right next to that other one of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow back to back to. Oh, yeah, this would definitely go up on my wall. All right, with the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief. On G.I. Joe Chronicles, we like to mix things up a bit. I'm going to have DJ Cristados pull the randomizer to determine the synopsis point of view. Will I tell it from Joe's point of view or Cobra's point of view? Cristados, pull that lever. (laughs) Cobra! (laughs) Sounds like some Cobra. I swear we use an actual randomizer. We've gotten Cobra, like, I don't know how many times in a row now. (laughs) But hey... We ah, abide. We by know the who way. the randomizer likes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should stop going to the www.cobra.com randomizer. <laughs> this is a it was programmed by a televiper. <laughs> yeah, I'll show those guys. Make fun of me just because words go across my visor. <laughs> All right, Cobra point of view. Here we go. Cobra So, basically, our on-staff ninja Storm Shadow failed to eliminate General Hawk, but he did manage to put just about every other Joe on the ropes, including a nice slice to Snake Eyes' face. Meanwhile, Zartan's sister Zorana continues to prepare Cobra forces for something. That's about it. Seriously, that's what happened in this issue. <laughs> I was going to argue with you, but... Yeah, but I'm yeah, like... That's yeah, that's... It's really what happened. It's basically Storm Shadow beating the fool out of every G.I. Joe member he comes across. Yeah. And then Zorana planning for something. So with that, let's get to the highs and lows of this issue. And we will start with Jason. You have a high or a low for round one, sir? Well, I'll give it a high coming out of the gate. I was kind of joking. I have been following your show. So I know the basic plot points of what had gone on up to now. But they did a really good job as somebody that just kind of picked up issue nine and jumped into it. I was reading through there and I was like, okay, something's going on. And then I was able to put together the storm shadow is inside. It looked like they're inside Joe headquarters trying to kill General Flag. And basically, you know, the Joes have put up kind of a wedge defense to try to stop him. So I thought they did a really good job of onboarding the reader that's just coming on here. And it's a cracking story, man. There's tons of action and it's really intense. There's moments of humor. So, you know, just a good story and a good job allowing a new reader to onboard. Nice point of view. Pat, hi, low. I'm going to go with a high and it's the fight between Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. So the issue then, the whole issue. (laughs) yeah (laughs) just basically yeah except for the two epilogues at the end (laughs) yeah yeah definitely just i enjoy seeing that fight and how uh, they kind of drag it through some different areas other joes try to get involved but you know he ain't gonna stop either one of those two guys i wouldn't surprise me if you didn't see storm shadow just kind of push somebody aside you know and say get on my way i'll show you how to do this but yeah i really enjoyed the action in this. And I think it, I'm going to play a little bit into the art of it as well, too, is the action was well done, well paced out throughout. It flowed very well. I will pick you? up with the art there for my first round then. I think the art is really well done. They're still using multiple anchors. It's obvious that they're trying their darndest to make delivery times on this. That's why you bring in multiple anchors. Mm-hmm. And it still looks great. Every page looks great. And I just want to focus in on 
Storm Shadow escaping the headquarters on the motorcycle. That drawing is yeah. amazing. <laughs> that full page. Yeah, full page. Just... It could have been the cover. Yeah. It's that good. That would have been good, too. Just seeing Storm Shadow rock out there on the Joe's motorcycle as mm, great, great art. Which takes us back to Jason. Yeah, I think on the subject of the art, I found it a little inconsistent, which kind of detracted. So it's a little bit of a low for me. Some of the art was really well done. The way that the story flowed was well captured on the pages. An example of that is that scene where the Joes are all getting ready in the firing line and and essentially Storm Shadow just jumps over them, just <laughs> ignores them and keeps going. Yeah. And they're just like frozen in time, like, all right. Did that just leap over us? And then Snake Eyes does the same thing. I thought that was really well done, but there was a couple of panels in there with the Storm Shadow Snake Eyes fight where I was really struggling. There were two small panels and I couldn't really tell what was happening. And that kind of frustrated me a little bit because when I see a fight, I want the best art on the page, you know, mm-hmm. for Snake Eyes versus Storm Shadow. I didn't feel like I got that old. No, not definitely the gold standard will always be for me. And I know I've said this a hundred times on different podcasts, Norm Brayfogle's flow of action. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. follow panel to panel and you can see the fight in your head. So that yeah. to me is yeah. gold standard. And you're right. I found myself going back, going, now, wait, now, who's and, yeah. and what's a couple yeah, of times. There was he hit few. him with something and he threw something and it's really small and I can't tell. So I was there a little frustrated. Right. There. there was a few like that. I mean, if this was a movie, it would be kind of that really quick cam action where you really don't know what's happening. But all you hear is. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace cam. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but still very good art in this. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. What you got for your second round higher low, Pat? Well, this is part four of the four part for this arc of reckoning is what it was called. You know, was it a good end to this story arc? I kind of think so. Kind of like a I, fake end, really. There's still yeah, more. I was still looking for, for more. I was, yeah, I was still, that's what I was kind of feeling is I'm a little lost on, you know, was it an end? What's going on now? Do they have to ship up and move now that everybody knows where the Joe base is? I want to say back in one of the issues we covered before that this isn't necessarily the Joe base. It's just a Joe base. Okay. I think I'm right on that. It's all about the base. The base. I know it's been, I know it's been around for no Cobra. All about that base. No Cobra. So I was kind of thought about that a little bit. Did it pay off in Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes? That kind of a buildup? Yes, it did. So as that final act of them finally getting together to duke each other out and we find out that storm shadows under some influence obviously been brainwashed a lot especially when he says you know and to think i trusted you know was on the side for a while trying to get snake eyes to go to his side these are really some deadly guys because if he could swing his sword and not hurt kamakura like that you know it's like he's holding back what he was doing to him and same with snake eyes you know he's just gives him a little tick like that that's precision man you get really really know what you're doing with the blade i think that's cool excellent excellent my final high is going to be kamakura himself totally got his butt handed to him by storm shadow last issue had no bones about jumping right back in Mm -hmm. again i'm a kamakura fan and i didn't like how i don't think he landed a single hit on storm shadow last issue and he maybe got one this time i'm not sure he's still getting kind of punked out but i like his Go get him this. His courage, his yep. fortitude, if I could use big words. I agree with you. I thought it took a lot of gumption to jump back up into that elevator shaft and go after 
storm shadow like that, like you just got your tail handed to you. But hey, job's a job. Got to get it done, right? Dang straight. That's it for the highs and lows. It's all about burning highs or lows. So this is where Pat unloads all his 47 additionals. That's right. Go full right. auto, Pat. We call this the full auto round. Now, I just had some questions here and what your thoughts were. On the first epilogue, we see Duke talking to the general saying, you know, how did we know that Storm Shadow was here? You know, who let us know that? that Basically, who, who let Snake Eyes know? Yeah. Who let Snake Eyes know that Storm Shadow was you know, coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mystery. And they show a little bit at the end. So I'm wondering, do we got a hidden Joe inside the Cobras? Could it be Chuckles? I don't know. You might. Uh, my theory was that Storm Shadow himself told Snake Eyes he'd be there, like challenged him to be there. But I, oh, so I'm okay. guessing. Yeah, because you see. I'm guessing. That's a good thing. I didn't think about that because you see Storm Shadow again back in Cobra HQ going through his training things that he does. So I wasn't sure. I tell you what, though, that epilogue, it was nice to see that Scarlet's big brother decided to be friends with Snake Eyes after he tried to talk tough to him at the beginning. Yeah. So I think either he's, you know, Snake Eyes proved himself by taking that injury for the team, or that guy figured out that, holy crap, this is Snake Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Should probably not be a jerk to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, the rest of that Joe team was entirely ineffective. They tried real hard. They may as well have stayed home. I mean, if it wasn't for Snake Eyes, Flag would probably be dead. Beachhead got punked, man. Yeah. (laughs) Your boy Beachhead got. And he was talking a game, too. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, we've got to do this. And I was like, yeah, Beachhead. At least he didn't get his clothes taken. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to make it on the floor. Green shirt. (laughs) That's embarrassing, man. (laughs) I did like whoever said that line. I couldn't tell who it was. It said, no one gets to leave the fair till they get me a ninja. (laughs) They win me a ninja. (laughs) <laughs> that was a good one. Flint, I think, but well, I'm not sure. I or when Beachhead said to Clutch, if we were chasing some piece of tail, you'd be moving faster than you are right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Yeah, so you'd be right. running circles around us. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you got me. I love Beachhead, man. He cuts nobody any slack. Yeah, he's a cool guy. <laughs> That's what all I have. Does anybody else have any additional burning thoughts you want to get out? No, just a really good issue. I uh, appreciate you guys letting me go on and talk about it. Yes, yeah, a hot issue, man. And at this point, I'll hand it back to DJ Cristados for the IG's report on the combat readiness of this issue. And for those of you who don't speak military, that means we're going to score this issue story on the same 1 to 10 flag points scale we used earlier. Jason, is going to be a 1 to 10. Like the story, layout was a little sporadic in places, tons of action. I'm going to use this one an eight. I think uh, eight's about where I'm landing here. Jared? To borrow a phrase from Action Film Face-Off, the greatest podcast about movies and action films, match game. I give this one a solid eight as well. The only reason I take any points off is brace yourself. Almost too much action. I mean, basically, it was all that Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, Escape scene, and then I think it was literally two pages of epilogue. I would have liked to have seen a little more story, just because like what you said, Pat, this is the end of a four-issue arc, but it's not really. We're in the middle of an arc, and I would rather them not have pretended it was a four-issue, but I can kind of see in hindsight that you know this was a new book, so they might have been being given yeah. four issues at a time by Image to kind of prove themselves. Okay. But I would have liked to see more story development. I mean, you can't go wrong with as much ninja action as we got, and I love action as much as the next guy, but we didn't really move the needle at all on where the story is. If they had moved the needle, all they really did was leave us with a couple of mysteries. Who told Snake Eyes 
that Storm Shadow was even going to be there. Why was he there? And what's Serana up to? I love those cliffhanger questions, but we've got four issues now with questions that don't have answers. It's like they were setting Jinx up with the Dreadnoughts like four issues ago. And I was totally involved in that. Like, uh oh, Jinx thinks she's onto something, but they're totally onto her. I don't know if we're going to see the resolution of that. And that kind of bugs me. But anyway, long story short, eight, but a solid eight. And I'm very happy with the book. So if it was called Reckonings, what do you think got reckoned? Besides two people in a fight. I reckon they knew they needed to get Storm Shadow to fight Snake Eyes pretty quick because readers want to see that. (laughs) In the first part of it, you had that family dynamic going on with Scarlet and her family in the beginning. We see the end of that here and some of the buildup along the way of, of that little side story. But is it the reckoning between Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes? Like, hey, this is their meeting again from a long time. <laughs> and all that other stuff is just, like you said, little plot story development that we thought was maybe, you know, what the story was going to be about. But it truly wasn't. It was more about these guys getting together. Hot ninja on ninja action. Ninja action, yeah. So what'd you land on? I'm going to go with an eight as well. I'd be high eight. I'm really high eight. Mm-hmm. If I could do half like, as I would. Joe November was here. Yeah. I'd totally be in on an 8.5. Oh, yeah. I'd be yeah, I could be talked into that, too. Yeah, I, I'd totally be on a high one here, but it did read a little fast, but that was all right. I figured it would with this one, because it was going to be mm-hmm. ninja on ninja action. I mean, it's fun. The whole cat and mouse, Storm mm-hmm. Shadow infesting your building type of a deal. It was fun. Just, just laying waste of the, you know, it's like, you guys are the elite, and you're just getting <laughs> chomped on this. I really feel like that in the devils do run over all that Storm Shadow got a bit of a power upgrade. Yeah, but that's all right. I mean, he should be. I mean, he's a, you know, if you're going to put Snake Eyes up at that level, he's got to have somebody else that can take him down. And it proved it. You know, he got sliced. Makes you think that Snake Eyes let some of that happen. I was wondering that, too, because even Storm should have questioned that. Have you gotten soft or are you holding back? Yep. Question. He wasn't holding back after he got cut in the face. Oh, he was mad. Oh, yeah, he let that (laughs) He was fired up. I'm like, you got your guys in that elevator, man. (laughs) It's like, I don't care. Cut my face. True. All right. Well, now it's time to give the award for this episode, Silver Star Medal or Silver Snake for Gallantry in Action. This is where each of us will get a, to reward the character in this issue who went above and beyond the call of duty or sneaky snakiness. Jason. Well, I think you obviously have to go with the Silver Snake storm shadow there he pretty much took on the whole joe team on their home turf literally in their kitchen and beat the crap out of them and that includes snake eyes cut snake eyes face and everything and made a clean getaway admittedly he didn't accomplish his mission i mean to escape that building bruce willis diehard style and that was pretty impressive silver snake to storm shadow for me jared it's storm shadow all day again didn't accomplish his mission but just laid waste everybody basically embarrassed the entire Joe team, to include Snake Eyes and Kamakura. I mean, mission accomplished, I guess. Uh, General Hawk is okay, but there you have it. That cannot be good for your pride, man. <laughs> Pat? Maybe Kamakura as well, too, for his courage for stepping up. Nothing wrong with that. Kamakura is a great man. Or do I give it to Snake Eyes just for being there? And you know what he did was kind of divert all the other threat that could have went to everybody else. Yeah, I think it's had to be in there that General Hawk would be dead. So I think I, their whole team would be dead, including yeah. General Hawk. So I'm going to give mine to Snake Eyes on this one, just for protecting the team. That's fair. And now I'll hand it back to Jarrett for his segment, 
Death Probe's toy chest. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection, each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. Death Probe's toy chest is back, everyone. In this segment, I will give you something or someone featured in this issue and give you a brief toy history on it. For this issue, I have selected Zorana. Zorana's file name is unknown. I think it's Zorana. Her birthplace is unknown. Her primary specialty is acting, and her secondary specialty is disguise. She's very similar to Zartan in that she's a master of disguise, but where Zartan focuses more on the physical, she's more of a method actor who can really infiltrate just using those personable skills. Here's your figure description. She has fiery red hair with a distressed pink shirt, blue pants, black boots, and red gloves, and both the boots and the gloves have red highlights. Her accessories include a black cutting weapon and a red backpack. A brief figure history for Zorana. She was released carded in Series 5 in 1986 and discontinued in 1998. As of the time of this recording, which is May of 2020, there are five, almost six versions of the figure. I say that because version 5 has a 5A and a 5B. It's just a reprint. One's got her in subdued sort of olive drab green and grays, and the other's got the classic bright pink outfit. And that is Zorana. Back to you, Pat. Next up is our feedback segment called Combat Comms. As always, we'll start our Combat Comms with a roster of our battle-hardened Crusaders Club veterans. These are the fine folks that have joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, theyardsaleartist.com, early access to special longbox episodes, free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. So these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Woof. Oh. Bill Beer. Blasted or stashed. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. David Collins codename Battlewagon. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven. I, the Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman. Joe Thomas. John Watson. John and Maggie. Jose Poyo. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. And Toronto Cop. And one-time donor Bradford William. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you are a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? You know what? I'm going to ask. You're going to say it's impossible, but you said it was impossible that I would come back on this show and here I am. So I'm going to ask, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? It's impossible. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. We'll see. But for those of you who aren't Jason, it's actually really simple. Just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Now let's see what messages from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us on Breaker's Comsat. Communications officer, code name Breaker. 
Man, I got to tell you, Breaker's Comsat's got a weak signal this, this oh, time around. Weak signal. I mean, some of our regulars are missing, man. GLHG, GLHG. <laughs> and GLHG. Yeah, Battle Wagon's not here. What's happening? Lonely. What's happening? But we do have one from our friend in the basement, Clinton Robinson. Cuckoo-cachoo says, <laughs> Tripwire's name anagram. I remind you, last Death Probe's toy chest, we focused on Tripwire, and his real name is Tormod S. Skoog. And I said, that has to be an anagram for something. And so here comes Clinton. Tripwire's name anagrams into OK Dog Roosts. But that might not be exactly what they were going for. <laughs> so he took a shot at that anagram. Tormod S. Skoog. It's a weird name, man. Yeah, that's weird. That is a strange <laughs> word. So, But that was our only comment send-in for this episode. So I'm going to shame the listeners out there. man. We want to hear your thoughts, Definitely. man. We want to know what you think about issue number nine here. Did you like Snake Eyes' performance? What about Storm Shadow? And what's going on with Zorana? Who do you think is the mole that told Storm Shadow that Snake Eyes is going to be there? Let us know on our social medias, and we'll tell you where to find that in just a minute. Because this brings us to the mission complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and more, check out the entire Longbox Crusade Network. DJ Cristados, where can they find that? I still haven't fixed the spelling error of the multiple R's in your name oh, in the script. I didn't even notice that. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. I can be found at Yard Sale Artists. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Yard Sale Artists. Check out my website, theyardsaleartist.com, or check out my YouTube. If you search Yard Sale Artist, you're going to find it. I'm drawing pictures. I'm showing Yard Sale finds. It's a good time. Come check it out. Pat. And you can find me on the Twitter at ChrisTatos01. Jason, the Weasel Skull, where can people find you on the internet? Well, they can find me with you jokers over on the Longbox Crusade Network, or if they want to talk with me personally, I'm at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for the next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, unless there's some sort of a holiday on it. We'll bump it a week, and we usually get going around 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get reminder notifications of when we go live. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Do Years. We'll see you on the battlefield next episode where we will cover issue number 10. Until next time, Platoon Fallout. Yo, Yo Joe! The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. Well, then I don't get into it. I want to get into it, though. Get 
right. All right. Here you go. I'm going to do Long it. Longbox Crusade presents the G.I. Joe Chronicles of the Devil's New Year's. <laughs> Right, and welcome to Geo Joe Chronicles. Hey, 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 I'm your swinging pal, Pat. Hey. <laughs> Publisher was Image. I knew it was in your head. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself either. G.I. Joe, number nine. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody and he starts naming names. I got cover girl, Scarlet, in my life. Nothing rhymes with Jake. Never mind. A little baroness on the side. Cover girl's what I need. Little Scarlet make my life complete. Worm's eye. I never heard that. It's a writing term. You got, okay. you know, when you're describing comics, bird's eye view. Obviously, you know that top down. Oh, yeah, and then okay. worm's eye is. Ah, interesting. I just call it face down. Face down. Oh, that's the way, way we like it. it. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, man. All the fun I've been missing on this show. 